Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I'm very happy to be with Janet Johnson, Private Breakthrough Coach, this morning. Hi, Janet. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm great. So Janet is one of our co-authors of Embrace Your Space. And I wanted to do a little introduction before we got to hear from you, Janet. So Janet is the Profit Breakthrough Coach. She's the CEO and founder of Quail Run Ventures. So she teaches clients how to cultivate order, peace, and prosperity so they can create freedom for themselves and the ones they love. And I love, I see here that you're a sacred money archetypes certified in that. That's so cool. That sounds so interesting. Oh my gosh. I love it so much because I want people to feel really great about what they give and what they receive. It's like a lifelong passion of mine. Mm. So thanks for mentioning that. I love it. (laughs) That sounds so cool. And it sounds like affirming that you're not making someone wrong for the way that they do things. And you know, we all make mistakes and it's okay. And what it's important to know, especially with the sacred money archetypes, is to know what your strengths are and what your inherent gifts are. So then when that challenge comes through, you can kind of like fall back onto those gifts that you already have so that you can move past anything. So I find it very empowering. Um, And also it gives a space for like forgiving yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, okay, Janet is not always great at saving, you know what, that could be part of my archetypes, and I forgive myself for that. So Mm -hmm. when you know, then you can kind of work on it. And give yourself the next time. <laughs> I love that approach because, yeah, when we're guilting ourselves or feeling bad or shaming ourselves for the past, it's just layers on top. We can't get anywhere and be able to look at shifting, you know, for forgiving ourselves and moving forward. That's, I love that they, you offer that for money conversations with people. Um, yeah, that's and, lovely. You know, now my daughter's 13 years old and she's, she's learned her sacred money archetypes. And I feel that it's so important for us to teach our kids so that they have, you know, a healthy relationship with money. Um, and also know how to give, know how to receive, know how to donate without being afraid. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to not only bring that for adults, but kids too. Oh, what a great thing to learn at an early age. Yeah. So you our co-author in our book, Embrace Your Space, that is all about, you know, clearing, organizing our homes, loving our space and ourselves. And I'm curious if you've seen any correlation between loving our spaces and our homes and how we do things financially, how we do things money-wise. Definitely. So I'm a bookkeeper. I just love bookkeeping. I took a break from my business for about three years so I could become a bookkeeper for a local church here in West Hartford. Mm-hmm. And so I find that the more clutter-free the space is, the more intentional it is. It helps you clearly see what needs to be done with your money. You know, so when I grew up in my family's factory, at the end of every single day, I put back what I was working on. So if I was working on five different files, I would put them back in the drawer. You know, if I had staplers and hole punchers and pencils and pens all over my desk, I took a couple minutes to put them back in my drawer. And Mm -hmm. I did the same thing for the church as well. 
because it just feels great. For me with sacred money archetypes, it's all about respecting and appreciating the power of money. You know, what Mm. can it do for us? And when we respect and appreciate it, that includes your space, you know, includes your workspace, your desktop, all of that. No, I'm not perfect. I mean, if you saw my living room right now, you would just flip out. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I've got her skateboard in the middle of the floor and some Easter eggs there. But you know what? That's the whole part of forgiving yourself and being Mm -hmm. human. Mm -hmm. So ultimately respecting and appreciating the power of money goes Mm -hmm. hand in hand with being clutter-free in your workspace when you manage that money. I love that so much. And I think too, the living, having homes that we can live in and not be afraid to have the Easter eggs out or the, you know, to have the, the things that are life in mm-hmm. our homes that bring life to our homes. I, I think it's, that's loving yourself too and loving your space. So yeah, I think that's cool. So what drew you to the project? What had you Uh, want to write a chapter for us for this book? I haven't been perfect in this area, but I do say times where I've decluttered and reorganized and made my spaces beautiful. It just made all the difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And just like money, like I notice a lot of people have fear that holds them back and they don't even start because they're too afraid. Maybe it won't be a perfect ending, you know, for them. But I always say just start. And that's what the anthology had meant to me. That's the, that was the lesson that downloaded to me was that to be encouraging and to be open um, was the message I ultimately wanted to share. And that was, you know, with the book related to the book. (laughs) And what I love about your chapter is you are very vulnerable in your sharing and you share from your personal experience. And I know I read it and went, yep been there. So I'm so proud of us in our book. It's not just people telling people what to do, right? Like it has some advice because that's helpful, but it's also talking about like, okay, here's the situation and here are the things that were blocking me from doing anything about it. And that's okay. Like let's share that so that we can all be there for each other, whether, you know, in some way. So are you willing to read a little part of it for us? Yes, I'm so happy. (laughs) Good, fun. So this is a little section from my chapter. A little background about me before I read it, though, is that I grew up in a factory and I am a hardcore factory chick who worked with factories and metal and boxes and loud noises. I'm also a little mushy, so... (laughs) You're so, metal and mush. <laughs> very metally mush. So this is a piece of my heart that I share with you when it comes to my homes. Every item had a meaning. Their meaning always held more importance than I did. While my ultimate goal was always to create a home that is organized and customized for us, the stuff always shoved my plans aside. If I let go of those expensive crystal Tiffany candle holders that I hadn't used for 15 years or more, still in that, that blue Tiffany box, it meant that I was wasteful. 
if I donated a silver charm bracelet that my husband's great aunt gave me, it meant that I was ungrateful. And if I should ever donate that vintage green and yellow 1960s china that we bought from a close family friend, one that was a huge part of my life growing up, that meant that I didn't love her enough. I had all of these meanings tied up in our things that even though we hadn't used them, I felt frozen when deciding what to do with the unused and unneeded objects. Work is much easier. I'm not emotionally attached to a box of gears. And if they're broken, I can easily scrap them. However, family stuff, particularly family stuff from someone who passed away, that was much harder. Oh man, you're hitting home here. I know. I know. Oh God, I'm gonna, I don't wanna cry. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> we can cry, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I can so relate to that. And I know that, you know, in talking with many clients throughout my life and friends and people through the process of creating this book, this is the meat that our things are more than things. We attach a lot of meaning to them. Sometimes those things weigh us down. They absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. But it's so freeing um, to think like, okay, I let it go. And somebody's going to find it and they're going to love it. Yeah. And yeah. so that's a plus side for me. Mm -hmm. My organizational coach, Benjamin, who helped, helped me through the process at my house, he reminded me, he would say, okay, you are holding on to this because someday you'll use it or whatever, but someone can use it now and they need it now. And don't you want to help them have that and appreciate it and use it? And then I could go, oh, the social worker in me could go, okay, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes we have to like do these mindset shifts for ourselves really over and over again. Yeah. And wow, and that, that brings me to this memory that I have where my husband and I, we visited the Philippines, I think it was in 2005, and people don't have that much, right, in certain areas of the Philippines. Um, my dad had a great uncle who since passed away who had a house, and I peeked into the house. He had one hammock, one pot, and I think flip-flops. And that's all he had. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, next door, this side, and then behind him was all of my dad's cousins. And all those cousins had like 10 kids each. So, you know, we might think, oh, he didn't have much stuff, but look how rich he was, you know? Oh. And then we came home back to, you know, America, and we had a nice dinner with my father-in-law and his wife. And just the items on the table, the candle holders, the pretty bowls, the china hutch. I was looking at these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, these people don't even have like one piece of silverware. And here I am sitting here and all this, these richness, which there's no judgment, no judgment at all. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's just so different. You know, perspectives are so different. And it, it really shook me, I think. So 
Thank you so much for sharing that story because in America, we have this mindset of stuff, stuff, stuff. And it's usual to have, I mean, even behind me, 50 million books and like, <laughs> like right? Like all the things in our houses that we have, right? And that that's normal. Yeah. And to be able to see that, wow, you can actually exist without all the things yeah. and have a very rich life. And what yeah. is riches? What is wealth? Yeah, is a really, you know, a wake up call, I think for us. And again, like you said, there's nothing wrong with having the things, but if they're becoming a burden, if they're becoming a barrier to living a healthy and like happy life, then. Yeah, that's it, you know, and I know a lot of people who have too much stuff that they don't invite people over because they're embarrassed about it. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, perfect example right there. Um, yep. Meanwhile, for me, my home is a mess, but, you know, my friends don't judge me for it because that's what life is. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, yeah. sometimes it's a mess. Sometimes it's not. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And embracing who we are. We want to be with people that can accept us for who we are. And that's beautiful too. Exactly. Exactly. I, we had a power outage one time and one of our family friends came over and I had nothing to offer him but ramen noodles. So we sat at the table and we had ramen noodles and that's the kind of people that I like to surround myself with. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause it's the, you know, you're going to be yourself being authentic and offering what you have and just being together without all the all the stuff too and so I wanted to make sure I know you have something that sounded really interesting to me on your website about pricing it will be great for entrepreneurs what what is this um webinar thing that you have this is really cool because um with technology I'm able to do you know an on-demand webinar so people can learn from it anytime they want So Mm -hmm. it's an on-demand webinar and it's called how to charge what you're worth and get it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not about creating these high level packages that you feel uncomfortable about. It's not about pushing yourself to that point, but it's about if you have this gut feeling where you haven't changed your rates and you want to, but you're afraid to, that's what this webinar addresses because there's mindset involved. There's fears involved, maybe struggling with maybe the thought of being abundant. Should I be guilty about asking for more? So that's what that free webinar includes. And in the webinar, I've also tucked in a couple free gifts, including how to talk about that money conversation in your sales calls. Hmm. Also, you know, how to lean into the heart rather than the transactional, logical calculator side. Like we need to, we need to focus on heart and transformation. And so that's what that webinar is all wrapped into. And I roll my eyes because it's only 30 minutes long, but it packs in so much stuff. Like I can't believe I was able to pack in that. (laughs) Good work. Yeah. That sounds like it could shift everything for someone. Yeah. That's what it's important. And it's at mymoneypivot.com. That's my website. It's like up on the menu bar. You'll see it there, but. Perfect. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Janet. It was wonderful to learn from you and hear from your experiences. I'm so grateful to have you as one of the co-authors of our book. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful <laughs> to have met you and to have the opportunity to do this book with you. Like this has been such an awesome experience. You're really a great leader when it comes to this because oh. it's hard to pull these things out. You know, there's a lot of vulnerability there and yet it felt so safe just writing it because I knew I was in the same space as you. So thank you for that. That means the world. Thank you, Janet. You got me crying again. Look at you. <laughs> All right, my dear. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Soon. Take care. Bye. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.